0: Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like Tales from Tech Support, Entitled Parents, Choosing Beggars, Pro Revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about Tales from Tech Support. Then it all went quiet. Back in my university days, we had a long summer holiday. And in the UK, most students got a job to top up their bank accounts for the next year's drinking and studying. At the end of my second year study in chemistry, I got a job as a quality controller in food factory. Now the one thing I really learned from that job was the foods to avoid. Did you know one of the ingredients in canned tomato soup is concentrated hydrochloric acid? Anyhow, I was significantly more qualified in chemistry than the quality supervisor. And after I pointed out some problems in the way they were carrying out some of the tests in the lab, I was put into the cannery where I was told to check the seams on the cans after they were lidded, the vacuum in the cans after they were lidded, and also that the checkware was working correctly. It was the checkware where things got interesting. If the volume of products in each can was too high, then the cans could burst during cooking. If it was too low, then the company could be fined for underweight products. I was shown how to check and also adjust the volumes going into each can. It really wasn't difficult. One day I was watching the production and canning of chicken soup and noticed the line was running just a little light. Not below but just on the lower compliance level. So I adjusted the machine to add just a little more soup to the cans. This brought it up to almost the exact weight expected per can. Things ran really smoothly from that point onwards until we got to the end of the run. There was a flurry of activity in the cannery supervisor's office and much pointing at paperwork. It seems the cannery had produced around a 100 cans less than was expected from the run. Cue the investigation. Turns out that by stopping the line running light and adhering to the can labeling of the weight inside the can, I had cost them a 100 cans of soup. I was told under no circumstances should I make any adjustments to any production line, and I must find a supervisor. Fine, I was only there as a temp after all. Everything was good for a week or so, And then came the mushroom soup run. Once again, the line was running as close to the minimum as they could get. And then I noticed the cans coming through the check weight underweight. I told the guy running the line and he said, Just adjust it then. This is where malicious compliance came in. No, I can't adjust it. But also, as I'm responsible for quality control, I can't let this run underweight. Cue pressing the big red button stopping the canning line. Canneries are noisy places. There are conveyors running all the time. Cans clattering against each other and then into the retort baskets they are cooked in at the end. All of this stopped and I had the entire room standing wondering what to do. I asked one of the line staff to go and find a supervisor to make the adjustments and I waited. We waited for almost an hour to find someone, by which time the soup that needed to be canned had got cold and couldn't be pumped through the canning machines and had to be dumped. The supervisor arrived, went ballistic, dragging me into the factory manager's office. He told the story of the lost hundred cans and how I had now cost them a whole batch of mushroom soup. The manager started shouting at me and then came out with a gem of a statement. I can't see you having a career in this industry. You need to think about your options. My response was quite blunt, I'm afraid. Clearly, your margins are dependent on being as close to a can of soup being underweight as possible. I understand that and sought only to protect you from possible litigation under consumer legislation. I was told I was not to do that and find a supervisor to make any changes. In the absence of this chap for over an hour, I was faced with two options, either halt production or allow underweight cans to leave the cannery. My career options are not guided by my temporary summer holiday job, and I aspire to something more fulfilling, as I will be returning to university in a few weeks. I'm going to get changed, and you can sort out someone else to check your cannery production. Bye. Not sure how this one slipped in here. This is more malicious compliance than uh, tech support, but I guess it's sort of technical because you're weighing things and pressurizing things and cooking things at certain temperatures and it's all computerized and… sorry. And for our next story, a tale about respect, manners, and how IT fire more than 100 guests. A recent Karen story I read reminded me that last year I had an encounter of that sort which I didn't post about yet so if your entertainment, here it is. First, a little background info to set the scene. Our company HQ building has big conference rooms, despite not being in the events or hosting business at all. We sometimes rent those out if we don't need them for ourselves. Only B2B. We only offer a little service, but that makes for a fair rate. All usually easy going, not much work, and earns a few extra bucks. The day this story took place was one such time. A company that had rented our conference rooms before had... Book them again, but this time for a completely different occasion, hence other guests in our house. Regarding technical equipment and support, the rules were simple. We as the host provide you with one high quality projector per room, one HDMI cable, one audio cable if you want to use the room's speaker system, and one Wi-Fi voucher for each of the devices people need to present from. Everything other than that is your own business as a guest. Last year's autumn, when this happened, both the IT team and our facility department not sure if that's the correct term, not a native speaker, the department who, janitors, catering staff, etc. belong to, were very short on staff thanks to a bad stomach flu going around. Preparing the conference rooms for renters hasn't been one of my duties for years anymore, but due to the staff situation and still knowing how to do it, I helped out. Usually, our main janitor prepares the room layout and our internal catering woman stays on standby for the guests. But both were sick the only option to fill in their positions on short notice was to borrow lucy an apprentice from another department she was fresh from school had only started her apprenticeship a few weeks ago and didn't mind doing something completely different for a day naturally she needed instructing and some help with her newly assigned duties it took longer than usual but together we made sure everything is perfectly prepared in time for our guests prior to their arrival i had briefed her to call me personally if the guests require any it help before i had to leave Since I passed the conference area on the way through the building, a little later on, I checked on Lucy and the guests. Quite a few had already arrived, but everything so far was good. Projector and sound worked, she felt comfortable to handle the job. Everything was fine. Half an hour passes by, then I receive a first call from Lucy. The guests wanted to know where they could get Wi-Fi vouchers. Dang, my bad, forgot to tell her. I sent her to the front desk to fetch one per device the guests needed for their presentations. Ten more minutes pass. Suddenly, another call. Lucy, sounding strangely nervous. Could you please come down? The guests need help with the Wi-Fi. Since I'd never interacted with her before today, I couldn't quite place if the tone of her voice indicated a problem, or if she was just a little insecure and stressed now. Something fell off, though. Me. Sure, don't worry. I'll be there in a few minutes. Just gotta finish something real quick. Upon entering the hallway to the conference rooms, I could already hear an irritated woman's voice heavily berating somebody not a good sign. Worried now, I picked up my pace and turned around the final corner, only to find poor little Lucy cornered by a suited woman in her 40s, whose voice I had heard absolutely barking at her about not delivering what they paid for. Lucy was visibly shaking a little, probably getting close to a panic attack. After hearing my footsteps, her eyes immediately made contact with mine, looking anxiously for help. Me, sharply. Excuse me. Woman. What? Now who the F are you? Me. I'm from IT and here to help you with the Wi-Fi issue Lucy contacted me about. What can I do for you? Woman, still in an angry tone. We were promised Wi-Fi vouchers in the lease contract for the room. But she, pointing her finger directly at Lucy, almost stabbing her in the eye, refuses to hand out any. Lucy, seemingly at the verge of tears now. But I... I gave you one for your laptop, your tablet, and your guest speaker's laptop. Woman, shouting down on Lucy again. And what about the others? We have over a hundred people here, and everyone needs Wi-Fi, you stupid worthless bee. Those words really hurt, and this new, unexpected, toxic situation became too much to bear. Tears welled up in Lucy's eyes. Before seeing this, I already had more than enough of this woman's behavior, but now I snapped. This had to stop. Me. Hey, stop! Calm down. Keep those insults to yourself. Where are your manners? Back off of her. She's just doing her job and following policy. Woman turning to me, cocky look on her face and maximum disdain in her voice. Who do you think you are telling me what to say or do, huh? And what stupid policy? We were promised Wi-Fi and that's what we're getting from you. Me. The contract clearly states the IT policy for external guests, which... Woman cutting me off. Don't care! You two drones are utterly useless and should get fired. Get me the manager in charge now. Me. Alright, as you wish. Be right back. With that, the woman stormed off back into the conference room. I gestured Lucy to come with me, and she immediately followed, glad to get away and barely keeping it together. We made our way around the corner, back to the elevators, when I stopped to put my hand on one of Lucy's shoulders, getting her to look up at me. Me, I'm so sorry you were treated like that. Are you okay? Lucy nodded and took a deep breath, slowly regaining her composure. Me, continuing walking with her. Listen, you don't have to accept this sort of behavior. Neither as an apprentice nor as anyone else. Feel free to simply walk away next time and report to a manager. Lucy. Okay, I will. Me. Don't let those hurtful words get to you. Forget everything she said. You were doing a great job. Really, I mean it. And I'm very proud of you standing your ground. We reached the elevators and entered one. I pushed the button to the executive floor. Lucy. Where are we going now? Me. My office. At least I will. You go fetch a cup of hot chocolate or whatever you like from the machine next to the elevators. It's free. Have a seat on the sofa then. I'll be back in a few minutes. Lucy looked confused but complied. Meanwhile, I went through the adjacent hallway door and into my office. Since I knew in advance I'd helped get the conference room ready due to filling in for the missing sysadmin and my team, but had an important meeting in the afternoon, I had changed from my slacks into jeans, which I keep in my wardrobe for such occasions earlier and left my suit jacket and tie back at my desk now I reverted those changes made a few quick phone calls and returned to Lucy all dressed up her eyes grew wide Lucy this question might sound stupid now sorry but who are you exactly me smiling I do work in IT but I am the CIO since so many of my people are sick right now I'm filling in for them that's why I helped you set up the room instead of Ben who'd usually do this and now, since that lovely woman down there asked for management's attention, we will teach her a lesson in respect. Follow me. With that, we made our way down to the conference rooms again. Me, mockingly, straightening my tie and suit jacket. Lucy, would you please be so kind to inform our guests that the manager in charge is here now? She grinned and did as requested. Immediately, I could hear a faint, finally, everything takes too damn long around here, before the woman hurried through the door towards me. When she recognized me, she froze in her tracks. Me. Good morning. My name is OP. I'm the CIO of company and therefore the manager in charge regarding your issue, who you demanded to speak to. Calmly I walked towards her, reaching into my jacket and gave her my business card. The woman took it, but not being able to throw anybody under the bus apparently left her without a plan and speechless. Me. Now that I got your attention, I have three things to tell you. One, you stated that you were promised Wi-Fi and that you want to get what you pay for You signed a contract stating you get Wi-Fi access for every device needed for your presentations, which we delivered. We neither can nor will provide access for all attendees of your event. Our network, our rules, period. Two, your condescending, rude tone is bad enough in itself, but verbally abusing and intimidating employees, especially a minor like in this case, absolutely won't be tolerated around here. I expect a sincere apology of yours to Lucy and myself she slowly found the ability to speak again. Woman. Okay, I apologize. That was not very professional of me, but... Me, interrupting her. That's a massive understatement and doesn't sound terribly sincere to me. Furthermore, point three. Verbal assault and intimidation are against our house rules, which we strictly enforce, and you agreed to adhere to by signing the rental contract. This alone warrants your personal removal from our premises. Also, you apparently invited more than 100 people, which you weren't allowed to do, and violates fire code rules, since the maximum room capacity is exactly 100, as stated in the contract. Due to now multiple breaches of contract and said fire code violations, I herewith have to ask you and your guests to leave. By the way, according to internal consultation, we have not the slightest further interest in renting out our rooms to your company, considering the circumstances. Please gather your people, personal belongings, and then leave our premises. Long story short from here on, she of course threw a massive hissy fit, questioned my authority some more, and needed to be guided out by security. The other people from her company were confused and understandably not amused, but cooperated in a civil manner. A week later, she had her lawyer send us a letter claiming unfair treatment and requesting a refund, which gave our lawyer a big laugh and the opportunity to lay out to their counterpart how they breached the contract in great detail. This was the last we heard from them, thankfully. That's awesome, OP. I love it when you can kind of do a little switcheroo on them, reverse Uno card, and uh, they think you're just some lowly peon, and then you show up with your fancy clothes and show them your authority, and that's great. Me, I have to try to do the switcheroo in the same hillbilly clothes that I wear now. By the way, sorry guys. I know my speech is all weird in this. I've got a I'm just getting over some weird cold, and uh, the kids have gotten me sick this week, so thank you for bearing with the cough and the the weird verbal things. And for our next story, marketing didn't get their way, aka the day the earth stood still. Big company, 500 million plus, part of a bigger, 50 billion dollars, corporation, the first 10 plus years I was there, we had to help everyone in the company with any technology question they had. Don't know how to use your company's smartphone? We'll help you figure it out. You need to work from home and can't get your laptop connected to your Wi Fi? Sure, we'll waste hours because you keep trying to connect to the neighbor's Wi Fi instead of your own. Quality department guy designs an unscalable and invisible to IT application in Microsoft Access and then moves to a new department? IT suddenly has to support his work. Around 2010, there was a big change in corporate leadership. Word came down that local IT groups are forbidden from supporting any technologies not in the approved corporate IT portfolio. Someone comes with a smartphone problem? Send them to the carrier. Someone has problems with their home Wi-Fi? Nope. As long as your laptop connects when plugged into the router modem, the rest is on you. You brought in a spare printer from home to hook up to your PC so you don't have to walk across the hall? Hell no! Marketing guy gets money approved in his budget for some iPad-based app and does an end run on getting approval from local or corporate IT. The app is some graphical product configurator. Users will be internal sales reps and our third-party dealers, aka our problem children. They launch and we start getting calls. I went to our VP and this conversation ensued. Me. We've started getting calls about unapproved app and I don't have anyone that knows about it. Should we contact the vendor to get cross-trained? VP, under no circumstances are you to assist users with unapproved app. Send them all to marketing guy who did the end run. Me, he won't like it and the sales reps won't like it either. They will complain to their VPs and their VPs will bring it up in senior staff. VP, I don't care and I'll take care of their VPs. Two days later, VP to me. Draft an email to all of sales and marketing. Any and all support calls, questions, or inquiries concerning unapproved app are to be directed towards Marketing Guy that did the end run. Tell them not to log any tickets to the IT help desk either. They need to go directly to Marketing Guy. He knows, he's been told, and anyone that complains about it needs to be sent to me. Pressing the send button on that email? Glorious. Passing cocky Marketing Guy in the hall and seeing him give me the stink eye while I smile back at him? priceless. Sometimes it's the little things in life. It really isn't that big a deal. I mean companies all the time, departments will do end runs like that, and it's just it's just kind of cool when you can shut them down and say, Yep, you made the decision, your problem. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.